Welcome to the Geeky Chakra, where we talk about cosmic and comic evolution. Experience this journey with us as we move through the vast and abundant pop culture space. What's up? What's up, man? So, uh, long time after uh, the episode one. Yeah, a lot of procrastination and uh, yes. So let's not yes. do it anymore and so, let's get immediately to today's topic. Yes. What is today's topic? Today's topic is like the most juiciest topic of them all. MCU phase one. Woo! Gets me excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like the, the yeah, even the. Like, it's, Thought of MCU just you know creates bubbles inside your stomach. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I can see already in front of my eyes that. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like the progression has like, progression has started like, like. Yes. So, uh, before we get into the MCU, let's go back like a bit back to the condition mm-hmm. of Marvel, Marvel Comics around uh like in the late nineties, right? So there was a very big drop in comic books. Like there was a big bust in comic books uh, sales and Marvel in the 90s was almost bankrupt. So what they did. Okay. Okay. So they, what they did is what they started selling their IPs for money. Mm -hmm. So they sold one of their most important characters that is Spider-Man to Sony. But uh, was that in nineties? I mean, they, they were trying to get back somewhere. No, so it right was now, right? it was in the late nineties, and then that is why we got to see the Sam Raimi Spider Man movie. Oh, so that was in the nineties. So they sold Fantastic Four, uh, and like X Men, the most important. Like they started selling their comic book rights to other studios instead of making their like fox universal yes exactly so they said uh, mm-hmm. they sold uh, x-men to fox uh they offered all the marvel ips to sony okay mm-hmm. and in a move okay. of sheer stupidity sony denied everything else and they just kept spider-man saying that we won't make money out of anything Except oh for my Spider-Man. God. Probably, probably they were referring to that Avengers. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the, basically, what they the did, like Marvel one. offered the them comedy one. Yeah. You so remember Mar- that Avengers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They it's were, a late they 90s probably, one, right? So Marvel. Yeah, it was like Marvel offered them everything. Marvel offered Sony everything, all of their comic book content, and they just took handpicked Spider-Man. Said only this will work. The rest of them will not work. Oh my God! It's like a decision. Like, they just, they yeah, just like like fast, fast, fast forward twenty years, and like people must be kicking themselves in Stony Studios. Like, what have we done? Yeah, <laughs> obviously. I mean, Tony, Sony. It's like like guys, they, but but yeah. they were, but back then. It all depends. It never depends on the company. It depends on the individual process who's taking a decision. So decision makers. Yes, but uh, whoever took that decision, like uh, it, like must have been like one of the worst decisions in the last twenty years. Twenty years. Oh. Because they lost out on something very good that we're about to get. Yeah. 
so uh, into that yes so let's get into that let's get into so uh, before uh, like the production of iron man right there was a big gamble mm-hmm. by marvel studios like marvel did not have a studio to collaborate with for iron man so they took a right. loan of around 500 million dollars and they started marvel studios like this this was oh their God. final gamble on their on their content on their characters this was like, like like yeah, it, breaks yeah this was like uh, like uh, to moon or bust this was it yeah <laughs> and uh, uh, to start with this what the biggest gamble of them all what they did mm-hmm. was they uh, they selected john favreau as the director for iron man Second, yeah. second gamble uh, like john favreau was second known gamble. for his yes was, for, uh, was not known for his action movies he was known for his family oriented movies second family oriented comic yes like, exactly so like, the one which we have seen him in chef right yeah yeah so he was he, he was known chef, for his like family oriented movies the second uh, gamble uh-huh. was they casted robert downey jr as tony stark slash iron man who was the protagonist of oh movie. my god and that so, was like yeah so and the like it's so biggest phenomenal it that time it was not phenomenal because robert because Downey, that guy had hit rock bottom exactly like, I he, know, he I, was i have read about him a lot yeah he was nowhere near fan, like, so that guy had this, hit rock bottom yeah. with the all all unknown things like yeah you know, exactly uh, yeah was, continue please continue in the late 90s he was in and out of rehab and everything like so yeah. the the like the chances of this being uh, like successful were very low and the the most important thing of them all besides uh, rdj and uh, uh, john favreau was they did not have a final script for the movie Oh my when god they started shooting they did not have a final script it was mostly improvised on sets wow <laughs> there was no final so script. Right? yeah so We, basically so procrastination versus just doing it yeah so there was no final script uh, of the movie they just uh, like improvised everything as they moved on so the uh, going to the cast of the movie robert downey jr was cast as iron man uh jeff bridges uh, the big lebowski was uh, obadiah stane he was uh, the uh, antagonist of the movies then we had terence howard as james rudy uh, tony stark's yeah. best friend and gwyneth paltrow as pepper potts uh, tony stark's Potts. secretary also we had yeah. uh, uh, paul bettany as jarvis who voiced jarvis as yeah. like yeah exactly so uh, fast for uh, like flashback to uh, 2008 uh, iron man releases and everyone goes wild like no one has seen such a fun comic book movie in 10 years everyone loses oh their God. shit like basically like on the directing skills and ca- on the charisma of robert downey junior they just jump started the mcu <laughs> oh my god it's like it, you can say they are the pioneers of like iron exactly. man was the pioneer of yeah MCU. and like uh, yeah. going uh, going back to iron man like it 
if you if you watch it now it is like an okay movie but uh, during mm-hmm. 2008 it one was one of the most unique movies of them all because iron man like the character iron man was not known to be a a list superhero most of the people yeah he he to was yeah he was mostly obscure even to comic book fans he was a, like a b or c grade uh, comic book hero b or c tier comic book hero he did not have that Yeah. main like main character Aura, yeah main main character featuring like he right. had his own comic books but they were like very obscure and in between and he was not seen as a mainstream character but his portrayal in 2008 iron man just he just the propelled the character there was this series uh, in a cartoon series of iron man mm-hmm. like i used to watch it on i think it was uh, disney or fox something so even in that like uh iron man had a lot of like a lot of characters and a, uh, a big rogues gallery so the character was there but like no one knew how to use it until robert downey jr and john favreau just you know created this 2008 basically iron man he, he he just he just blew, uh, blew life into that exactly like he because he, uh, i would i remember i have read comics and i had an image of iron man in my head as because of black sabbath yeah uh, and da, 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 that hmm. uh, song and i used to imagine iron man as mark 1 what he comes in, in yeah. the movie and when i saw his uh, promo somewhere two years down the line trust me i didn't watch iron man i, I don't i rarely used to go to uh, theaters or cinema halls to watch movies but whenever i when i watched it was when i was getting bored uh, of studying something and that time i was like i, oh, I happened to watch it uh, i even mistaken it uh, like once in a promo uh, on hbo or something they were airing the promo and i am mistaken that promo to transformers or some robocop or some 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 different shit and then my cousin was there he he corrected me he was like dude he's an iron man i said what the fuck he's an iron man oh i don't know i have to watch <laughs> then it went on into my curiosity zone and then i watched it and i loved the movie especially the part when he says contact cisco <laughs> hey jarvis contact cisco <laughs> Oh my god that was like a motivational yeah, factor so like uh it was one of the like so the best thing like about iron man like the movie was very good <laughs> and everything like it set up the entire universe but the most important point of the movie came at the end and it is now known as a focal point of uh, marvel movies it was the first movie that had a post credit scene post credit scenes yeah wow. so and it, even i felt that uh, a hero who, which is who is confessing that he's an iron man yeah exactly i li- loved him and liked him for that this, that he's uh, owning it yeah but the problem is in the comic books uh, iron uh-huh. nobody knows tony stark is iron man so they have this like big pr department at stark industries and iron man is usually portrayed as his bodyguard like whenever there is like a mention of iron man he is always known as like he is said to be a bodyguard of tony stark yeah so this was the right. change from canon that was again improvised by robert downey junior 
where he is was supposed like if you see go back to the movie he has mm-hmm. a press statement in his hand saying that uh, iron man there was his, his bodyguard wearing this suit who protected him yeah and then everything goes for while uh, in front of press conference right yes uh, yeah yeah before he's... before the press conference he is supposed to say that this fellow is my bodyguard and he works for stark industries and uh, uh, while like, he is chomping on that uh, uh, big whopper or something <laughs> yeah exactly so that like yeah so that like the ending to it was perfect like it was one of the yeah. most uh, it changed the canon but again it like showed that they were ready to take a risk because they did not exactly follow the source material it was a big right. risk. like like no no one in uh, like the marvel universe knows the identity of tony stark but here they like they flipped it on its head and they came to like saying that yeah everyone in the world knows that tony stark is iron man so they they just just think about it they didn't even break the um entire concept of comics but they even made a breakthrough with their own self the journey yeah 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 the journey so, in preparation like the making so it 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 actually went up ahead and started like it it went in um to create some new universe altogether a new chapter altogether in filmmaking yeah. as well as in cinematic uh universe and for the comic lovers so it, this yeah, is this is the most uh most um, important part in the history of comic books and pop culture yeah. uh, the iron man the entire iron man movie so yeah so just uh, so uh as i was saying yeah like the journey was very like difficult and uh, very like hard for marvel because they like in the uh in the 50s or 60s there were a big juggernaut comic comic books were a very big craze like slowly it fizzled out and in the 90s they were almost bankrupt coming down to yeah. now 20 years later after the release of iron man they are like the biggest biggest uh, movie ips in the world there was also this one thing like in 2009 uh marvel like marvel at after the release of iron man was still a very independent studio they were like not owned by anyone they were an entity of itself but in 2009 disney bought iron man and after this like they they literally like fueled like propelled money into the studios and we got to where today we are like this was done in 2009 and they got like can you guess the number for uh, which they bought the marvel like ip entire marvel studios so entire marvel studio was bought by yeah. disney yeah in 2009 or oh, 2009 yeah. and and that's when we could see the sequels and yeah exactly the, all those other came in yeah uh, there were disney bought marvel hulk for, as well right yeah disney bought marvel for 4.29 billion dollars oh my god that's a crazy amount <laughs> yeah so uh after like iron man everything like just mm-hmm. went into motion and we got our next movie like can you guess what year hulk the incredible hulk released in uh it was in 2002 i guess right no no not the eric bana one the edward norton hulk movie uh, 2007 
2008. It was the same year in which I invented. Same year. Yeah. Iron Man released. Yeah. 2007-2008. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, Hulk, like, was one of the most well-known characters outside of comic books because of his appearance and, like, he his massive strength, everything, like, people had a knowledge and there, there was a previous Hulk movie about it. So, here, like, they instead of uh, getting an origin story to the comic book movies, they continued the story from uh, Dr. Bruce Banner becoming the Hulk to running away from US. Uh, and then they started the movie from there. Like, Bruce Banner was already the he, Hulk at this point. He's working in a factory or something. Yes, exactly. So, uh, like everyone knew, yeah everyone knows the backstory of hulk like he was a well known character at that point of time so they took the story forward from there itself and uh, incredible hulk uh, was like a moderate success uh, let's just say because uh, there were a lot of issues because like ed norton who is known for like yeah. con- his controlling ways he he portrayed uh, Bruce Banner uh, slash the Hulk and he meddled uh, in the script too much. He made too many changes in the studio. Like mm-hmm. studio script that was handed to them. He made, That is why uh, he was like uh, he was not asked to return to the role and it went to Mark Ruffalo afterwards. Yeah, but that so, guy, I like Mark Ruffalo. So like, he, he pulled that. Yeah, he pulled it off. So, like, uh, in The Incredible like, is, like, one of the most forgettable movies from Phase 1. Because if you have not watched it, you won't probably remember it. <laughs> like, you'll, like, Hi. remember, yeah, yeah. If you, you, if you like, see, uh, if you try to remember, you'll hardly, uh, like, remember two or three scenes in, from the movie. Right. Yeah. Like, the only... Uh, I mean... Yeah, I, I don't remember remember entire. Exactly, you won't remember. Right? I'm yeah. not able to recall yeah. any of the scenes <laughs> except for that guy uh, bashing some guys uh, in his factory and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's other than that, I don't. I don't. Yeah, so like, Incredible Hulk was like like hit or miss kind of like uh, a movie like. Most of the things it did well, but then again, the actor and the studio had some issues, and the movie was okay. And mm-hmm. what about uh, then? What about uh, Iron Man? When when uh, you know why that character striked out? Okay, why I'm getting you back for a second on Iron Man uh, is I'll tell you again because uh, that guy was shown uh, a free guy. Though he was a millennial, mm-hmm. he he had some childhood issues, but he was shown a free guy, an engineer, a techie, a guy which would resonate with anyone of that age. Being of that age, he was shown 40 plus and achieved stuff and at a very from younger age. And he's like um, a metal fan, a metal head, is continuously listening to metal and stuff. And he could resonate with a lot of uh, people at large, you know. Yeah. And and uh, wherein, uh, when you go on to 
Thor or Captain America or Hulk, people don't connect that easily with those. Like, though, girls like Captain America for his uh, look and stuff, but um, I don't know. I feel that that uh, those are not relatable. I what's, like, what's your take? So, like, uh, the only character who's most rela- relatable out of the Avengers is Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, like, even, like, if you say, like, if you look at the rest of the cast, like, one of them is a god. Okay, one of them is a 97-year-old man who was frozen in ice. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, so one is a scientist, but he's also a monster. Like, he is an uncontrollable monster. Uh, the other two are super spies, basically. So, yeah. yeah, so Iron Man is the only, like, person who can, who is, like, very near to normal, but not normal. <laughs> right. That is why he's right. the most relatable of them all. Yes. But still, yes. yes. Tony Stark. Again, he's but uh, he is a millionaire, so like <laughs> most of the people won't relate to it. <laughs> but then again, who? Who's that? Iron Man. He's a millionaire, like a billionaire. Yeah. yeah. So billionaire. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, plus. Uh, now, Levi, billionaire philanthropist, genius, <laughs> and genius. <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, moving on, like, uh, even uh, 2008 Hulk had a cameo that mm-hmm. was again now done by Robert Downey Jr., who portrayed Tony Stark. Yes, and I remember that. Yeah, I remember that now when they were saying it in the theaters. Like, they were crazy. Like, what was happening, no one knew what was happening. Like, th- at this time, the concept of a shared universe was just that. It was a concept. And seeing Robert Downey Jr. who portrayed Iron Man. And Iron, was, Iron Man was very fresh at that time. Iron Man came out in May. And Incredible Hulk came out in September or uh, October at that time. So, Iron Man was still very fresh. And one, yeah. when Tony Stark appeared in the post-edit scene of Hulk, everyone lost their minds because this this concept of like a shared universe just became a reality. This this was like the first stepping stone of a shared universe uh-huh. coming into picture and people realizing that there could be more than oh one superhero God. who are coexisting in the same universe. Getting goosebumps, man. Yeah, this, 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 was, this was the first point. Like, so uh, after like uh, Incredible Hulk, there was Iron Man mm-hmm. 2. Like, Iron Man 2 was like, personally to me, it was a very big disappointment. Like, I was so angry after watching Iron Man 2. Because... Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't relate. Uh, what, why would that Russian uh, make Rorke? I mean, come yeah. on. So, uh, the going to Iron Man 2, it was a very, like, good concept. Like, uh, out of all the, like, the suit-up scenes, right? Iron Man 2 had my favorite suit-up scene because it was very near to the comic book, right? So, during the race, he, he uses a briefcase to suit up into the Iron yeah. Man suit, yeah. So, that uh, thing, like, that briefcase was uh, a homage to the comic book or the animated series suit-up scene. Yeah. 
where Tony Stark ah. always carries a briefcase with his Iron Man suit. Okay, and then it came in after post that it uh, they developed AI suits and uh, yeah, yeah. smartwatch suits and uh, then uh, it was then uh, created out of uh, a suit within him. Yeah, integrated uh, within him. So so like, that is that was the comic I read. Yeah, so asked about Iron Man. It was like to me, it was one of the weakest movies, and I was really disappointed because I Iron Man one was like one of the most refreshing movies I had watched at that time. And two years down the line, I went down to watch Iron Man two first day, like on the first show. I was very excited, and then like it was like oh, a big disappointment because. first of all the plot was all over the place like there was no in like there's not a single thread everything was just haywire it was just around like i think they again tried the same thing what they tried for iron man 1 but this time it did not work out plus yeah. uh the villain right the villain played by mickey rock was very one dimensional like he was like evil for the sake of being evil उटनीट then uh, again at this time we had uh, a, like a change in uh, in the actor uh, terence howard w- did not uh, reprise his role and uh, the the role of uh, james rodi went to um, sorry i'm missing out the actor's name what was his name don chidel don chidel yeah so don chidel went on to play uh, James Rose after that, and we saw the debut of War Machine, like War Machine. Yeah, yes. that was that was a good part. Yeah, that was a good part. Like uh, I remember the series uh, in which uh, I saw War Machine. Like, so James Rose is a very like tortured character in its in itself. Like he, Rody. Yeah, Rody. And, and uh, what do you call him? Uh, the first black character, even prior Black Panther. No, but. We already had Blade at that point of time. There was by Marvel. Yes. Uh, okay. Line, I, I, I think I'm... it was New Line Cinema and uh, New Line Cinema. So we already had a like. There were a few black superheroes before uh, James Rhodes. Uh, mostly, like I think most momently it was Blade. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, so. Uh, Yeah, so we were introduced to Don Cheadle as James Odi. We we got uh, War Machine, uh, most importantly. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, again, it was like very. It looked very like you know, hodgepodged in. Like it was a very big chunky yeah. mess at that point of time. Yeah. So, like for me, always like it was. Are... It was all over the place. I would say because yeah. uh, it went on to. Uh, they were uh, they were uh, trying to do something. Uh, they were trying to. They got. Uh, this is what happens basically, right? Uh, when first thing which works, then you start getting funding, 
and then the funding and then you lose creative freedom and creative thoughts and you know people just to meet up people's expectations you yeah. you start creating something so yeah they, like from a filmmaker's perspective i can tell you that uh, you know then everything goes haywire and then you are you realize oh my god i didn't create what i wanted to create and it's too late by then yeah so that was that was uh, the nice part um, on iron man 2 mm. and uh, what do you think about uh, like thor so let's let's talk about it, man. Yeah. It's so like like, like Thor, Thor like, is the next, yeah. Like after Iron Man two, we we got the next movie uh, in succession was Thor itself, and like there are a lot of things about Thor uh, that is there already, uh, but it is from a mythology point of view. Right, the Norse, you, mythology. Norse, yeah, mythology, Norse mythology. Norse mythology. So basically, at this point of time, when Thor released, we were introduced to uh, the whole uh, magic concept, basically. And we, so that as well created and uh, uh, opened another realm for the fans, yeah, ex- like, exactly, which so, they could relate. Like, uh, so it was like slowly it was like trickling down to one big event right even at this point of time people did not know that like the avengers will come in or not like because there were a few characters like they were still remaining oh i'm so sorry i missed out one of the biggest details that uh one more character that we were introduced in iron man 2 was black widow played by scarlett johansson <laughs> right 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 <laughs> He's almost invisible when you talk about Iron Man 2, but uh, when yeah. you go into the depths of it, you yeah. then, then you realize, oh my God, we, we missed her. Uh, he Googles her on, I remember, <laughs> he Googles about her on a desk, <laughs> some AI integrated yeah, yeah, desk, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he just, hey, you're selected. <laughs> so yeah, coming back to Thor now, uh, so it yeah. introduced us to Asgard, uh, all the Norse mythology. And it's characters. Thor. Thor. It's Thor. Thor. Yeah. Ideally, ideally, it's Thor. Yeah. So, in, but in like everyone, tongues calls him Thor. Like everyone, like Thor. Yeah. Thor. It's an Thor. Americanized version. Yeah. yeah. So we were we are introduced to all the like all the Asgardians, uh, in Thor. Right. I think uh, one of the uh, most important characters that uh, was also introduced along with Thor is Loki. Like he. Loki, yeah. Loki has yeah. been like the backbone uh, of uh, the the antagonist side of the MCU. He is one of the top villains of the MCU. But I would call him anti-hero. That was later. Easily. I think. I think he later. eventually transitioned. They the yeah, he eventually transitioned into an anti-hero. But uh, upon introduction, he was an outright villain. Outright villain, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so. Because I, uh, I, I would uh, recommend uh, this series to you. That's Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, it's it's on Netflix. It's about uh, it. It doesn't have to do anything with Marvel, but it is a uh, most more uh, you want an in in depth knowledge on uh, Norse mythology and how they uh, they do stuff and uh, you know how they are into the, that. We can. Um, uh, some sometime later we can discuss that as well on our podcast. But 
for now we were discussing about thor so yeah. and loki loki mm. being the villain yeah so and loki uh, like he uh, on the basis of his performance tom hiddleston like managed to pull off one of the most uh, like you know compelling characters of the mcu who was loki yeah and uh, originally he auditioned for the role of thor <laughs> which he did not get <laughs> <laughs> if you obviously he, he he pulled that loki off so well and you know and uh, like serious uh, bisexual god yeah Ooh. so he pulled it off but like you know who were the final contenders for the role of thor uh it was chris chris hemsworth and liam hemsworth hemsworth his brother his so the oh, brother yeah, the, oh. yeah so the final acting oh. choice came into uh, came to two brothers and chris hemsworth was selected also if there were also few uh, other characters that were introduced uh, first was like jane foster uh, she is mm-hmm. one of the most uh, like right now at this point of the time she is uh, she is like she's about to take up the mantle of thor basically so in the new okay. movie in that were like <clears throat> if in uh, not talking about phase 1 jane foster will become thor in like god love and thunder i think i'll have to edit this part because it is a spoiler <laughs> <laughs> but but no <laughs> no we shouldn't we shouldn't edit it so uh, yeah i think this part we shouldn't edit uh, because i would uh, i i also have this confusion since uh thor is out there exploring stuff with guardians of galaxy yeah he would take the uh, mantle yeah so yeah th- coming back there were also uh like uh, thor also introduced one of the most uh, like like the core members of avengers and uh, it was played by Jer- jeremy renner uh, hawkeye basically Hawkeye was introduced in Thor. Oh, yeah. So, uh, oh it is, yeah, it is the scene where uh, goes to get the hammer, but he's not like he beats off all the shield agents and like ultimately Clint Barton is called to subdue him and he eventually reaches the hammer, but he's not able to pick it up because he's not worthy and all. And what is the, what is the uh, uh, coming back to this? Like, what is uh, the requirement to be worthy? So basically i think uh, most of them most of it it comes down to being a good, being a good yeah. person basically being good at heart so uh, there are a lot of theories there in the mcu uh, if we we discuss them a lot of people were able to lift mjolnir in the comic book i yeah. i love the part like where uh, this guy slightly pulls it up yeah you know? so that was like in, i think age of ultron right age of, but that is that is another part another day yeah, that episode. is phase 2 yeah yes Yes, so, so introduce going back to Captain America now. Oh no! Like, so first this, Avenger. This, this was the final piece of the puzzle. Like after this, we knew we were getting uh, like Avengers movie because uh, first of all, uh, it set up the plot point of the Avengers, introducing the Tesseract. Right? Yes. The main plot point of the movie was like the the tussle was for the Tesseract uh, between Red right. Skull and Captain America. And, shield. Uh, yeah. And shield. the shield. Plus, there were two post-credit scenes in Captain America. One was Captain America waking up in current time, and he is uh, he is stopped by Nick Fury, and he is brought up to speed about 
the progress of the world the second post credit scene was the trailer for avengers yeah and like I mean, at I this point to, i have I, to go and rewatch all the post credit scenes now <laughs> so at this Since, point like uh, everyone was fan yeah everyone was fanboying at this point of time because we knew we were getting an avengers movie like this right. this was yeah. it like this was like uh, four years of movies in quick succession and like everyone like was at of this opinion that this could be the last movie and we would not get right. two avengers this like so uh, came down when i, I actually thought um, during uh, iron man 2 that it might be the last movie because it was very bad and it was very clunky mm-hmm. and i really thought that this entire avengers initiative like might be scrapped because it's just not working out but they they you look know, they had the goals to move forward with it and uh, captain america again gave us a very like befitting characters uh, mostly uh, chris evans played captain america uh, yes. like uh, peggy carter was uh, haley atwell played peggy carter and uh, most impact- importantly sebastian stan played bucky vance he was he yeah. was still one of the most focal point of the mcu yes and uh, the white wolf the white wolf Later and, on. like if you come down to the comic book point from the marvel universe right so uh, one of the most important point in comic books uh, of uh, marvel is the super se- uh, super soldier serum it is one of the most important plot points in the marvel comic books because mm-hmm. if you like if you go back to hulk hulk right the the gamma right. gamma uh, explosion uh, gamma uh, the accident which caused the uh, bruce banner to become hulk was a gamma mm-hmm. radiation bomb and they were trying to right. replicate the super sil- uh, soldier serum oh my god it is like one so, of the most focal points most of the time uh like uh-huh. whenever crazy people or mishaps happen they are trying to replicate the super soldier uh, super soldier serum <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah so like uh, when uh, bruce banner is recruited by the army he they are working on a super a prototype super soldier serum most of the mcu like mishaps that uh, create villains or superheroes are center around the super uh, super soldier serum soldier serum yeah and uh, like there is a superhero uh, in spiderman mythos called uh, the black cat she is mm-hmm. a result of a perfected super soldier serum because uh, it allows you to hide your identity as well oh yeah so so most of it so what it does what it does it can uh, it memory uh, erase someone or no, something no 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 it alters your height and it changes your facial and your hair color and your facial structure oh awesome yeah. don't you think it's like mystique it is like mystique but yeah like to a very low degree of mystic powers okay mystic also can yeah actually transform herself she can replicate herself yeah, to someone yeah mystic can replicate but she does not have super strength in addition to this you also have captain america's strength oh <laughs> imagine yeah have walk so have walk uh, we can raise on the earth <laughs> it is one of the most uh, like important plot points in the comic book the super soldier serum and then again 
it introduced to Captain America. We haven't talked about one of them. Like we talked it in the beginning, but like most important thing that Marvel did was take risks with casting and directing choices. Like right. all of these, like because most of the thing like uh, Iron Man, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was down and dumb. In Incredible Hulk, even though Ed Norton was a very established actor, like it was still a risk mm-hmm. and it did not kind it did not pay off at the end. Like. in the long term run yeah because he did not stay on to be the hulk in uh, iron man 2 again they they took a risk of trying to put a lot of things together in a very short period of time and it did not work out right right and it was just 2 years what they got yeah right? yeah in thor they casted like uh, chris hemsworth and tom hiddleston at this point of time were virtually unknown to people they did not have any idea who to who these fellows are and they were being touted as the next best thing in comic book movies like the, no one had any clue about who these people are the i think the only uh, identifiable point in thor was jane foster was played by uh, uh, jane foster was played by oh, what's her name i always miss out her name natalie portman natalie portman yeah She was all, yeah. like she was the most identifiable part of the movie because every other actor in the movie I we can was, remember her acting from two movies which are awesome yeah black swan and uh, uh we for vendetta yeah so she she was the only like identifiable and marketable point of the movie natalie portman and right. uh, yeah coming back to captain america Chris Evans was already part of the MCU before like uh before mm-hmm. Captain America happened he played Johnny Storm the human torch in the two fantastic four movies which did not yeah. turn, which did not turn out well but he they still went with that choice and i think it it was kind of a masterstroke for, uh, at that point that you know Chris Evans from this arrogant Johnny Storm character came into this grounded you know Steve Rogers character mature. yeah mature grounded respected character and he it just took who a lot of effort who own. would be the leader apparently a potential leader yeah exactly so the avengers the avengers oh so like uh, so it introduced uh, captain america introduced a lot of characters like that are still active in the mcu today yeah uh, this falcon guy right yeah no it uh, falcon was introduced in phase 2 but uh, like uh, bucky bunts was bucky bunts yeah. yeah avengers yeah so, yeah post credit scene right like everyone knew avengers was coming like but there was still a bit of dread that you know it might not work out because this was never yeah right before. i mean i mean i mean this is the same way how this our podcast works right so this this we haven't done before yeah it won't work out and we are yeah. taking the risks so yeah. next next so, marvel we are the next marvel <laughs> so it like it happened happened that way that like people saw the trailer the reactions were mostly like positive and then again marvel took one of like its gambles not at this time it was not gambles because most of their like you know risks paid off so it was a gamble now at this point they brought in josh whedon as a director for the avengers josh like josh yeah. whedon is a well known geek factory in itself yeah. like he he had buffy the vampire slayer angel 
he was uh, director yeah. of i think he was uh, fi- uh, he was well known firefly uh, and like firefly. yeah they brought in him uh, brought josh whedon as the director and well uh, when the avengers released like everyone rushed in like Bye. it paid off yeah. <laughs> like so um, i i remember that i was very late to see the avengers like not very late i i watched it like 3 or 4 days later it released in 2012 right yeah it was may around may 2012 and i i i, I watched it a bit late because uh, yeah. i was occupied with something and i watched it late so uh, i got i started getting spoilers on facebook oh. like so uh, i went across a few spoilers and people were lauding the movie for its humor its action for the storytelling and most of the people who who watched the movie had just in one review in general that the movie was funny <laughs> and it was not funny in a bad way it was actually funny it was like yeah it was funny it, uh, it was like it, they, that that movie itself now coming on to as we have transitioned into avengers finally yeah. and it, it it would be um soon anytime it we can part for conversations here and end uh, the podcast here so there are there are some things what uh, i noticed and what um, i noticed uh, in avengers first of all i watched this movie in dubai <laughs> i was not in india at that time and uh, i watched that movie i was like people are going crazy they are just actually wearing stuff and getting into cinema halls i'm yeah. not see uh, in india it never happens like that uh, but in uh, dubai uh, and there's a, there's a fan following for everything yeah, yeah. and each one is like you know uh, getting in their characters and trying to uh, narrate stuff and then after, uh, after the movie we were like oh my god this movie is amazing this was like <laughs> i'm a, i was speechless i was not uh, speaking to anyone uh, after the movie like for an hour or two i was like uh, marinating those thoughts and yeah, those action happened? sequences yeah what what did i watch yeah exactly. that is the essence that is a that is an identity in filmmaking they say this is how you leave your audience to like either in a state that it's a mental state wherein you leave them to think what they saw and that's that's probably yeah. the best thing we can uh, you know expect from the mm. creators yeah so i think it's like the movie goes with you when you move out of the theater exactly exactly i mean then later on all the phase 2 came in and then it was decided pre decided that yeah phase 2 must arrive there yeah. should be so like, the last uh, so at this point it was established that we are getting more of this stuff like everyone like yeah. i think was, uh, when we talk about uh, phase 2 there uh, there will be uh, like uh, will be another one of these gambles that we will talk about uh, but yeah, okay. yeah because it was one of the most like it showed the power of marvel and uh, disney what they were capable of doing what they did with right. iron man like took in obscure characters and they like immediately like, skyrocketed their popularity into the stratosphere coming down to the avengers now and like one of the like most important would you have a shorma let's have a shorma yeah exactly coming down to the post credit scene it uh, it was like uh, 
no one had seen a post credit scene like because this this was the culmination of the phase 1 of the MCU and by that point yeah. people knew that this was phase 1 it was established i mean they point. all are uh, the best part was like they all are different in their own way they yeah. have their egos to fight with yeah and so that every time, like every that, time the first half of the movie struggles with the same point that these are different people yeah. and like these are very different people and now there is a need for them to come together and fight for the people this like, avengers the, yeah, yeah yeah the, the first half deals with that like problem and when agent colson dies that is like the focal point of that struggle like it it climax the struggle climaxes there there and after colson dies they band together and then they start fighting for everything yeah that is the point right yeah. puny god puny god like, yeah that i think that was one of my most favorite scene of the like entire entire <laughs> mcu <laughs> yeah he just starts bashing loki like oh, like sweat crazy. cloth in the big yeah. <laughs> yeah in the big puny god i think it was it was very refreshing to see this. like first of all we never seen something like this like it, it was a culmination but, trust me by that time okay by that time means according to me it may relate uh, differently with you but with me i had gone bored of iron and his ego yeah. and his pomp and show and yeah. stuff See, i had gone bored like i was like overboard with him like it's like done man now enough of it i want to explore more yeah. i want so to I think, see uh, i think uh, that is where the other characters come in like if you say for example yeah. captain america if you if you look when was that, the iron man 3 by the way i think yeah, that it's was phase 2 phase 2 yeah it was phase 2 so yeah it's ba- phase 2 right yeah so basically it was after immediately after the event right right and, so uh, I, i i recall that movie being okay and So okay. it had its plus points and its negative points. So we will come to that. So uh, yeah, in the when we talk about it, yeah. Yeah. If you come down to the conversation, like if you just watch Iron Man, like for three movies, if you just watch Iron Man, you get a really bored of its narcissism. Like you start. Yeah, that guy's narcissist. Like even at a at a point of time, you stop rooting for the character. because all he does yeah. is talk about himself but when you introduced contrasting characters in front of him he his react his reaction and the conversation go to a different place because at, yes. yeah because like iron man is a, a complete narcissist and captain america is a complete team player yeah. like he he plays for the team every single time so you you bring these two contrasting personalities together and you you have a very different dynamic it's basically like a chemical reaction you bring in two right. elements you you have a chemical reaction and the the product that comes out it is altogether different then all the other characters are catalysts to that yeah exactly right? see uh, all all other characters have different stakes like in uh, for example uh, natasha romanov uh, black widow is trying to save clint barton as a favor because he saved her earlier Uh, yeah thor has a very personal stake in this because loki is carrying out all the invasion he is trying to stop his yeah. brother because technically he was supposed to be dead in thor so no one knows he is alive and he's come back with the army to capture the earth like shitoria yeah so and, and and that that army holds some uh, origins in with uh, thanos and <laughs> yeah so we are, we are finally yeah. introduced to thanos 
uh, in the post credit yeah. scene like post credit scenes yeah so one of like so he had loaned him to them uh, that army to yeah, yeah. So loki he, and, yeah. Uh, he basically gave uh, loki the chitauri army to invade earth and well, it did not work out <laughs> <laughs> so now he's like pissed off let me check I want diamonds. There were there were rings, rings. <laughs> so rings is uh, this is just an appeal and a message to them that uh, with this knowledge, uh, try to inculcate something every day in yourself as well, <laughs> right? Yeah. Some of the other quality, whichever you choose, it's not just a following; it's just an extension of your human expression. Mm, yeah. yeah. So I, I that's an appeal from me. <laughs> try to be better person. Try to be worthy to. Hold at me all near someday. <laughs> Lift that up. Yeah. Give it to them, or it should come flying up to you. <laughs> yeah. So, like, be a person. When you call millionaire, it comes to you. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Virtually God, not a purely God. <laughs> so I think uh, we can wrap this up for today. Yes. Yes. And that was the end and the conclusion of this. So this was so, us covering phase. one of the mcu one so okay so i think uh, mcu i really enjoyed phase 1 like because it was very surprising it was uh, like it was full of mystery basically because we never knew what was going to happen next with yes with avengers coming down like it was one of the most satisfying you know cathartic feeling that a comic book nerd can have like we finally have a like a collective superhero movies wherein superheroes who have had different movies have just come together and they are doing this big like you know crossover thing that is very common yeah. in the comic books like if you pick up crossovers were very common yeah, yeah if you pick up a comic book they are very common but on the large scale like this was first and it like it not only worked it ran <laughs> all right then all let's right. close it up for today let's close and, up uh, you can hear some music playing in the background and, and see you next time, time. Uh, let's see you next time bye 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 bye